A good chorish everybody, Rosh Chorish Ador, Misha Nichnas Adam, Marvin Besimcher, Shabbos Parshas Mishpatim. It is Parshas replete with mitzvahs and laws that have to do with both the business world and, and moral world. And uh, during throughout the Parsha, Chazal, our sages, look at the juxtapositions of certain sukkim next to each other. And two of those sukkim are expounded upon in a Gemara in Psachim Mandap Kuf Yud Ches 118. And it says over there that the Anche Kodesh Tiyunli should be holy people to me. Ubasar Basada Trefalosochelu. Don't eat meat that was ripped. In other words, it was not slaughtered properly. But what should you do with that meat? La Kelev Tashlichun also. Throw it to the dogs. The next Pasik begins. Lo Sish Hashem Ashav. Don't use Hashem's name. For vain or for a, a, a lie, I'll touch us yodcha im rasha liyoseid chamas, and don't collaborate with a rasha to bear false reports. And the Gemara in Psachim says, <coughs> Rabbi Shesha says, in the name of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, that whoever accepts lashon hara, gossips and false reports about people, then. He's worthy to be thrown to the dogs because it says, do not, you should throw it to the dogs. And the next postage says, don't accept false reports. Now, obviously, it's a homiletic uh, explanation, but it, it really does seem pretty far-fetched to compare one to the other. One is a story about the reason the dogs are getting the meat is because the night of the striking of the firstborn in Egypt, they did not bark. They were quiet. Against all the children of Israel, the dog held its tongue and did not bark. So therefore, we give them the meat. But what does that have to do with somebody who's slandering anybody else? So I just want to share a story. I once read a, a story, uh, maybe it was in Reader's Digest, but my Rebbe said never quote Reader's Digest. But it was about a man who was going on vacation to one of the islands south of the United States, and he wanted a room for himself and his pet dog. It was in Kingston, Jamaica, and he went um, to uh, the hotel in Kingston because he found one place that would allow a pet. And uh, he got a letter in the mail um because he asked them before he went, do you allow dogs? And the hotel answered the following, uh, Dear sir, I've been in the hotel business for 40 years, and I never had to reject a disorderly dog. Never has a dog set a mattress on fire while smoking in bed. Never has a dog stolen a towel or sneaked an unpaid guest into his room. Never has a dog acted disorderly, drunk or otherwise. Your dog is welcome. However, if you can vouch for you, you can come along as well. So little humorous story, but the Chavetz Chaim explains something very interesting here. The Gemara is really making a powerful comparison. You see, dogs, why were they rewarded for not barking? Because the instinct, the nature is, when something's going on, a dog barks. And the fact that they control them tongue, their tongues, they held themselves back, their bonus shalom gives them the reward of our holding back. We don't eat the trafe meat, we give it to them. However, when humans who are supposed to control their desires, all right, they their tongues, they lose control. So how do you basically um, learn control from that time, from the very animals who master the self-control in the most trying of times? So how fitting is it that a, a, a pusik that rewards the dogs for their constraint 
is juxtaposed next to somebody who is their mortal master who unfortunately loses their power of constraint all too often. We are the masters of our, of our own animals, but we have to be the masters of our desires. And, you know, when dogs get their just rewards, it's not only a time for us to appreciate their constraint back in Egypt, but but really to realize that instead of we teaching our dogs new tricks, we can learn a trick or two from them as well. Have a good Shabbos.